Hey loves, welcome to the Soul Sisters in Sydney podcast, hosted by me, Camilla Drummer. And me, Annabelle Kiley. Every week we'll be sharing our conversations, unpacking our experiences as we navigate through life and try and become (laughs) better versions of ourselves. We want this to be a space where you can feel like you can learn to be your most authentic self. Hi guys. Oh, we just feel really high because you've just done a five-minute breath work on YouTube and it was like mad. Inhaling and exhaling, I feel a bit high. (laughs) (laughs) Breath work is crazy. Like, even just learning more about, like, different kind of breaths and how they can energise you or, like, relax you. I find it mind-blowing. I know, but that is for another episode (laughs) because we thought we'd do something a little bit more silly um we just were chatting and obviously whenever we try and film a podcast we try and do it and catch up and just have our usual unpacking and we thought how funny it would be maybe more for us who knows (laughs) if we just played a game called first or worst and just shout out to my friend Liv and her boyfriend John who actually created this app called first or worst so if I can link it in the podcast episode I absolutely will how did they come up with it like is it um he made it up when he was in America I think and he basically found that he'd gone these dates and I'm doing such a promo shout out to John actually and Liv. Yeah, um, and they did they actually did this app. So he said that he would go on these dates and like he found that it wasn't that the person was boring, it was the questions. That's so interesting because sometimes it's like you don't want to be an interview. You don't want to be you don't want it to be you yeah, know, just, what's your name, where do you come from? But it ends up being like that sometimes or what do you do for work and then like how are you finding the chicken? <laughs> how do you find the chicken? Dry. <laughs> you, I suppose you you get to the point where you're just not having silly chats. Yeah, and and I think he was saying something about how they'd be like these great people, but then you could never get a chance to know them really like it's all about nobody's boring it's just you've got to ask the right questions and so I don't know so basically we've put five topics <laughs> we're going to play first or worst and we're going to ask each other pick out of this little it's not a hat but we can say hat and then so I'll ask Bells first or worst and then pick something out and then you're just going to hear our little, our little stories. I'm intrigued. I've never played this game. so <laughs> And hopefully some learnings. I mean, always learnings. Always, hopefully, a few laughs. But first, let me take a selfie. <laughs> no. <laughs> um, no, first, we're going to do our quotes. Well, your <laughs> selfie comment ties in very much to your quote. Does it? Oh, my God. Yeah, yeah. it actually does. So... I saw this quote, I follow one of these amazing girls, she's called like the Inspired to Write, at Inspired to Write, and I find her amazing because she's all about being a creative, being an artist, but like helping you work through those blocks, because I very much believe that we're all creative, but we just go through societies, we turn into sometimes like corporate robots, and we just (laughs) die for our creativity, but we're all creative, like you know people are like, oh I'm not creative, and you're like, but we're all creative, you just haven't learnt to embrace it. That's so interesting, because I was having a conversation after with one of um, your riders, and she was saying that her job is really spreadsheets, spreadsheets. She was mm. like, on the side, I'm a Pilates instructor, so I can film my creative side. Oh. And I was like, that's so interesting. Yeah, like, we aren't just one or the other, you're not no. academic or creative. You, we can have it all. Absolutely, and I think sometimes we get so bogged down that we're not, you know, we're not drawing all day, every day, like 
Pablo Picasso, I don't know. Do you know what I mean? We're not like these mad artists, so we assume yeah. we're not creative, but there are so many ways to be creative. I think technology can be super creative, you know? But, yeah, so the quote actually is, there is no way around it to become a better artist, writer, creative, dash human, you have to be cringe. <laughs> and I just think at the moment, I'm being non-stop cringe. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, as in... I just, I keep pushing myself up my comfort zone, which, of course, we welcome that we're all about that on this podcast, but sometimes I just think, am I just embarrassing myself? <laughs> See, it's just always the inner voice, because I like, I never find you embarrassing, but, but the honestly, word cringe does make me cringe. It's one but, of those words that sounds like it is. Mm, like, cringe sounds cringe. It does, doesn't it? It like, actually makes my body cringe. Yeah. But, yeah, why, why do you think being cringe makes you... is part of... Being an artist. Um, I think... Just because putting yourself out there, being vulnerable, being open, those are the things that make your art or make you more powerful or what you're saying. Like, it's when I'm... It's when you're putting yourself out there, whether it's to, like, riders in the spin class or, like, to people, that's where you can actually hit a nerve is when you say something that isn't maybe usually said or, or, or just something that's extra vulnerable. I think that's the moment that people, like find it more relatable yeah. I think when you're when you've got that armour up that emotional armour when you're not when you're too afraid to let it down to be honest because we've all got this and usually someone says something vulnerable and you're like oh my gosh me too yeah there's always that yeah same like yeah always and so like be more cringe so I'm just trying to embrace the cringe and I think when I read something like that I think Thank you. This is just me trying to be more creative and artistic. <laughs> Thank you for hearing me. And um, what's your quote of the week? So Girls. my quote of the week was um, actually like just reflecting about how um, somebody asked me like what your motivation was um, for doing something at work. And I was thinking, God, I'm not motivated to do it. Mm. Majority of the time, it's yeah. just like a discipline yeah and they were talking yeah. about it on like like Nathan and James Smith on their podcast and they were talking about it. I was like it's so interesting that so many people that you look up to and aspire to for doing all these great things they're not always motivated to do it Absolutely. they're just disciplined to do it mm. and whether that's getting out of bed at ridiculous times mm. to train or whether it's to get to work or just being disciplined with your side hustle yeah. and your time management with things and yeah, and I'm like, it's so interesting that people don't actually fancy doing it because I think all the time you look mm. at people and think, oh, they just love doing that. They love... Mm. But you don't all the time. Yeah. Like, motivation comes second, so action's first. So yeah. you have to take the action to the motivation. Like, it's like, yeah, waking up ridiculously early for a gym class. It's waking up... You don't feel like getting out of bed. I never feel like getting out of bed. And I'm like, is it just me? Am I the <laughs> one that just not. stares at the ceiling and snoozes? And then I'm like, oh, God oh, damn God, it. Oh, God, I want... Yeah, but it's not... And then the action comes when you're actually there. So the momentum comes from the action. So... It, and, it, and it kind of makes you feel... It kind of creates a more humble kind of vibe about people as well. You're yeah, like, that's... Oh, it's not that I'm just just a lazy person for feeling this way. It's just that, you know what, despite that, I'm going to do it anyway. And you do do it. <laughs> no, but I just found it, like, it's interesting to hear people that aren't always motivating. Mm. I think it's, yeah, it's a reality check that the people that are successful, they don't want to get up every yeah. day either. Yeah. Whatever, in whatever field it is, like work, fitness, mm. like any, all this, it's, it's a struggle for everyone. And I yeah. think, yeah, it is discipline, not motivation. And yeah. And maybe we miss, I think sometimes 
we're a bit mean to or hard on ourselves when we're like, oh, I just don't have the motivation. And it's kind of a cop-out, actually, because nobody's motivated 100% of the time. Nobody I'm sure there are people that create environments and situations where they are more motivated, but I, I bet nobody, not even... Gandhi, I don't know. <laughs> Gandhi. Or, I was going to say Robin Sharma, he's fantastic. Have you listened to his podcast? I haven't actually. He's like a spiritual leader, but he does work with a lot of big corporations like Starbucks and all that kind of stuff. See, he's, okay. Yeah, you know, Recommendations, little... <laughs> I'm all for it. Coming from this way for once. <laughs> no, I'm, I have to give it a listen. Right, are we ready to play a game? We are ready to play first or worst. We have a jingle. <laughs> Um, oh my gosh, so I'll, you ask me first or I ask you first? I'm going to ask you first because I'm just eating a chicken. So I have to say first or worst? Oh my god, I'm scared. Um, even though I like created the little parcels. <laughs> first. Kiss. Oh. <laughs> okay, well, it's also my worst kiss. It was my first and my worst. Well, there we go, double whammy. So it was, okay, so I, my dad's Belarusian um, and he grew up in this village in, just on the outskirts, very close to Lithuania. And I fancied this boy so much. He was a lot older than me, like six years older than me. And we'd go there every summer for like seven years to Belarus. And it was literally very old school. Like, I don't know if you even know this, but literally there was a well in our garden and everyone from the village would come to get water from this well. It's crazy. Water for their house and water What, they didn't debate. have house in the... No. Water in the house? I no. Talk. What? <laughs> How mad is that? They <laughs> would come to this well and it was in our garden. So I'd, like, spy on this boy that lived next door and I really fancied him. He was Russian and six years older than me. And my, he'd hang out with my brothers who were older, two and four years older than me. And I'd be like, oh, I really, like, I really fancy him. Did you ever speak to him or would you just be peeping? I would just be peeping from the (laughs) window and i think, oh, my God, that is the man of my dreams. And I never spoke to him. I would go back to England and, like, cringe, talking to him. I would write his name all over my journal. Like, did you ever do that? Like, I know it was from movies and stuff, but I genuinely did it. And my brothers found the journal once. They're like, you're a freak. I'm like, I think I am. I don't think I wrote anyone in, like, particular's name, but... I did used to have like one of them invisible ink journals and it was so funny because I looked back out, it had a padlock on and it was an invisible ink. And <laughs> what would you write about? And you had to like shine a light to read it. I don't know, it was just like <laughs> like stupid gossip for the nobody but by gossip when you were at school, like yeah. absolutely nothing could happen. But I was like, so and so told me I this and I must not say invisible ink and padlock. Maybe I need to do that with my yeah. journal these <laughs> days. <laughs> my mum would be like, Do you not think this is a bit much? <laughs> I've got important stuff that I can't share with you. You're like me. six years old, Mum. I've got very important, important. stuff going on yeah. at school. Very important. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah, so I've had to them for the longest time. And then, actually, my gran, unfortunately, ended up passing away. So I ended up going back for, I think it was the year after. And so you go back just to kind of, like, show respect and stuff. And that was kind of the last year I actually went there. And we ended up, he was just kind of, like, around. And by this point, I didn't really speak that much Belarusian anymore. Like, when I was younger, I spoke Polish, Belarusian, English. But at this point, it just... Just when, lost it. Yeah, it's just because you don't practice it a lot. And I started speaking in English more at home. Oh, and so I ended up... And I just saw him around and I was like, it was just me and my dad who went to Belarus. So I was kind of like, not with my brothers, kind of like older and cooler <laughs> in my mind. And then, and then we ended up, yeah, going for like a walk. 
down by the lake. And it was very late night. And I would just hang out with him and his friends. But I wouldn't say a word. Because they didn't know Belarusian anymore. So I sit there in silence. Oh my god, that sounds terrifying. <laughs> and I remember my boyfriend at the time. He was he at sit- the festival and you were picking his <laughs> <laughs> Picking his litter. No, I was so embarrassed. I, had, I used to have this thing about having my hair up in front of him. I couldn't do it. Really? And so I had my hair up because I was litter picking. Oh, yeah, it makes sense. You know, it makes sense. And then he showed up to surprise me. And I ran away. Oh, and he yeah. was like... Why? Why she just run away from me? <laughs> and we were like dating for a few week, um, few months or something. And my friend was like, "I have no idea. I'll just go get." Her. <laughs> and I was like, "He's seen me with my hair up. How mad is that?" I didn't even know you had an issue about having your hair up. Not now. Look, it's up as we yeah. speak, guys. You know. <laughs> yeah. But my first real job was um, in the cafe barista for M&S. Not That's equivalent. Bougie. Not not equivalent to an Australian barista. <laughs> like sometimes I get get the wrong milk and be like, oh, well. How bad is that? Oh, my God, I used to do all sorts of stuff. And, like, and then it made me think, is that what everyone else is doing to my drink? There's no trust here in the UK. <laughs> well, I dropped, like, at Waitrose, whole rotisserie chicken drop on the floor. And I thought, oh my God. I can't be bothered to put that through the cancer. Like, do you know what I mean? Yeah, it was too much effort. I just what? scoop it back up and sell it. And sell it, yeah. Like, poor chicken can't have died for nothing. <laughs> I would do the same, like, the um, Marks and Spencer Toasties. If it was the last one, especially the popular ones... And it, it'd be like the um, old people. Oh, I'm oh. so sorry. Right, the last one. Maybe we both answer this one. Okay. Well, I don't know why I'm so keen to... Wait, do, am I asking you it? Yeah. Yeah. We can both. First or worst? First. Heartbreak. Um, <laughs> um, well, probably just well have you been heartbroken? That's I'd... a good question to start with. I'd probably say yes twice because I've probably only had two like long term relationships. Mm. And you can be heartbroken without. You can, yeah. I'd mm. probably say it's been a long <laughs> I'm clearly, time. I'm clearly saying that you I've know, been you... heartbroken without. Yeah, of course you can. You can be heartbroken in so many ways, but um, I'd probably say they were probably my two notable ones. Mm. But they were a long time ago, so it feels like you know you can't really remember what, what feels... you went through. I feel like breakups or like things that happened quite a little while back they feel they feel like past lives yeah like, like, like that was you but it's quite so what did you say first or worst worst i keep picking first first everything okay so what was worst. your first heart- heartbreak like what did it feel like how did you get over it and how long did it take and what's something that you learned from it Look at me. <laughs> oh my god, all the questions. Um well I was quite I think I was like what like sixteen, just broke up with my first boyfriend. How long were you with him? Um a year about. So that's a fair amount um, of time for that age. Yeah. And I don't know, kind of like sort of one of them things, kind of mm. saw it come in, just fizzled, and then I had like which is hilarious now. I had a trial week that he said he was just like, I'll give you a trial week <laughs> to see. You saw that in the movies or something. They do have these weeks. I want a week of break, a, a week break. And it's like the trial, well, yours was trial. That sounds a bit. <laughs> it was actually called a trial. I don't, but I was just like to see. <laughs> I don't even know why I just didn't say no. Like, we're obviously, and yeah. I remember just being like, yeah, I think it was like two years old. I mean, I was like, yeah, sure. Um, so it's just like. <laughs> Had like a trial week to see if I was being <laughs> see if he still liked me in this week. Aww. Oh my god, it makes me cringe thinking about it. But you know um, what? Cringe is good. It means with me. <laughs> and then we had a date weekend, and then at How the was end the of date it, weekend. Do you remember? I remember we went to watch the cinema, and like, he picked the film, and I remember the film being really dead. And then he's like, 
I was an Angelina Jolie film, but I remember that, but it wasn't a particularly good one. Um, and also, the cinema isn't really that much of a bonding experience mm. anyway. I love the cinema, but yeah, not for bonding. And then, um, yeah, I remember, I think it was just, like, after the film, it was just like, yeah, I feel like maybe we should break up. And I was like, yeah, it was a bad film, so maybe. No you blame the film, you know what, Angelina, you did not pull through for us. <laughs> and then, yeah, I remember I got a train fine on my way home and I was really devastated and I was like, I've you know just been broken up with. That is like, you know when they say, like, what you focus on, you attract, so, like... When, when you're sh- feeling shit, like, you're attracting more shit things. That's why things always happen. You know, like, when you pull in more shit things. So, of course you got a fine on your way back. I know, he wasn't even very sympathetic. He thought it was just, like, having... <laughs> I was just sat there crying. It was only, like, 20 quid train fine. But I was just, like, on top of my already bad God, day. it feels like the worst thing in the world. Yeah. piling up. And then... I can't what did you... Did you learn anything from it that was quite that you couldn't take on or was it quite young so you felt like it was a heartbreak but it wasn't like you know what I mean I was devastated at the time but yeah now looking back I kind of just think it's probably all for the best what did I really <laughs> I hope so imagine yeah it was shout all... out <laughs> no as in like I just think it was something that was fizzling anyway and it's it was... funny how much you realize when you look back like hindsight like into it or into relationships you're like god that was that was got that, that's it was way past its sell by day. Yeah. You don't realise until you look back. Do you know but what yeah, I mean? Also, like, it's so so long ago. Yeah, that is that is ten years ago probably. Yeah. <laughs> wow. But yeah, I think you do just Do you feel like it impacted you? Or do you feel like it was just one of those things that you went through when you were younger? Probably just one of those things because mm. You were it's quite young. So yeah. young. And then I feel like I just didn't go... I was like, I hate boys. Didn't go near them for ages. <laughs> it's like, not interested in anybody. And then it took me about, like, eight months, six, eight months to get over it. And then... Once you did, yeah. Oh. <laughs> oh, little me. And I think my dad didn't know what to do. And he bought me a printer. Because he was just like... I think, You know, when, like... You know, when, I think it was when dads my, are trying to, like, help. And they're like, he's like, a printer. His first reaction, he didn't really know what to do, and then he was just Did like, you really want the printer? Um, <laughs> when you were younger, printers were quite cool. He said it would help because he was just like, I think, because you know, like they just don't know how to yeah. sympathize with Aww. you because obviously, like, you're just your first breakup. He's like, yeah, yeah, you didn't know yeah, what yeah. to say, he thought this is very serious. He was like, um, but also, want to show that yeah. I, I support you. I kind of vibe. It was funny, bless him. Aww, so, cute. what was yours? First or worst, it was kind of the same. <laughs> Yours is all one. Um, yeah, so my first relationship was when I was 18. And so I was with him for five and a half years. So we got engaged when I was 19. This is crazy. Which is just... Such a long time. It was mad. I really thought he was the love of my life. Like, I was like, right, this is it. He moved to New York to oh propose God, to I'm me, really yeah. I'm even surprised you were in New York. Well, Does it, it just, like, meet me here? He was like, oh, like, let's, I'm taking you to New York for our anniversary. I was like, oh, my God. It was like... I've been obsessed with New York my whole life. That, that I mean, what a beautiful... What a place, yeah. And then we were on top of the Empire State Building. And I know, it sounds very... Sounds like I can't a believe... And I said as a joke, oh, are you going to propose to me now? Because it was really, you know, the lights, you know, romantic. And he was like, no. And I was like, wait, you're acting really funny and you're, you're clenching your fist behind your back. <laughs> wow. And I thought, <gasps> are you... Did you... Did you actually think? And I thought, no. And I actually was like, what is that? What is that? And he was like, nothing, nothing. And I was like, are you going to propose to me? Are you going to propose to me? And I just 
He's ruined like, it. I know, but I was 19. I thought, this can't be real. Like, I just thought... That sounds terrifying, but also when you just say what you think and then you're like, oh my God, he is going to... Oh my God. Uh, and, then, and then he refused to do it. And then he did it back in London because... Because there was no surprise element. But I, that was the moment I found out. Aww. So, ended up saying yes. And then I came home to my parents. My parents were like, what the actual fuck? You're 19. But I told, to be fair, I told my mum when I came back from New York. And it was really interesting, like... What was their reactions? They weren't happy. Okay. But they weren't well, 19 controlling. They were kind of like, right, we're just going to have to let can do a thing but I think I, I think I got that energy from everyone but it was it was a really great time it was one of the first times probably the second times in my life I'd ever done something for me against what other people said because I got shit for it for years I was like Did why you? are you engaged it was not normal no it was I didn't I didn't know it's many people that got engaged maybe like one or two people from uni yeah and like, they'd, be they'd like, been together like years still and years bizarre. and you'd be like weird imagine with someone for a year engaged but it was great because it it built the confidence for me to be like doing something for me so you were together a year and then engaged for four four and a half and then <gasps> I found out that he was cheating on me and I oh got my a message, God. it was pretty bad. But again, like, with the past life, whenever I say it to people, they're like, oh, my God, I'm so sorry. I'm like, fuck, yeah. Like, at the time, it was fucking terrible. But I really feel like I've healed from it, so I'm able to talk about it in a really, not pragmatic way, but really, like, balanced way. Yeah, no, it definitely does come with... It's like talking about a different person. Yeah, exactly <laughs> that, and I'm like, oh. That was, I remember how painful it was. I felt like I was drowning. Getting this message from a girl on Facebook. Message request. I'm at work. It's it's 5pm, 5.30 or something. And I'm, back, I'm trying to like finish up so I can clock off. And, and then realisation. You know when you just feel something in your gut? You're like, <coughs> he's done that. This isn't, this isn't random. And I just something switched and I thought, this is over. And to be honest, I, I think back about the last year and I think it was... We, we just turned into friends. Do you know what I mean? When you yeah. reach the end of a relationship. and But you don't realise it. And I feel like I was very loyal. So I thought, this is it. Yeah, once you've had that loyalty yeah, tested. It was... It, and I'm sorry this has turned such a long segment part of it. But it, it actually changed me for the better. And I just think, thank God he cheated on me. Because I felt like in the months following, I saw a whole different side to him. I've, even though you've been together for five years. Yeah, yeah and I think... Rose-coloured glasses, they come off when something like that happens. Like a knee-jerk reaction. And I remember I went home that night. Went home to my family, cried my eyes out. My parents didn't even know what to say. They were like, it's kind of scratching their heads. They just yeah, thought, that is... Um, you've been with him for five and a half years. We've been with him, yeah. like... You've moved in. It's just... Yeah. And and then I... The next day, I go and pick up myself. I pack my things. And he's... like He's trying to kiss me. And I'm just like... Get don't off me. get off me I just think I can't think of anything worse like I, my whole body was like physically reacting like no and I just packed my things and left and it was Sounds moved back home and it was hard it was hard because I'd lost my independence as well as the love of my life quite unquite at the time so you moved back in which was hard living was with the my part family. of you just thought oh, I'll forgive him like it was it was only a kiss was it just a kiss not that, that there makes was something it not in my gut it could have been more, I suppose you didn't know. Yeah, I thought I thought it was the way he'd gone about it. I think you can forgive cheating. 
Actually, I think it depends on the situation. Yeah, I'm just But it was the line, it was the conversations behind my back. I think that's what made me think there are so many elements of this. Premeditation. Premeditation. That's usually the... If if you're drunk on a night out and you kiss someone and you're like, fuck, Fuck, I fucked up, you can forgive that. If you're engaged with someone, if you... Not everyone, but, you know, you can deal with it. I couldn't deal with the layers. And it was so disrespectful to me, I just couldn't even fathom it. And that's what made it an easy choice to make. And then six months later, thank God, I, and that was me really honing into my gut. Six months later, I find out that I've got all these girls blocked on my phone, on my Instagram. Oh, like, And that's how I was like, thank God, stick to your gut, girls. Not you just about, like, your man, but all your partner. Yeah, just said you had to stick to and your gut. It must be and hard do. to process, though. Yeah. You've been with somebody for that long mm. and realising that they're somebody that you didn't think they were. Like, Yeah, it made me realise it often goes a lot deeper than just what you see. And it was just mad. It was very eye-opening. I can imagine. But it yeah. sounds really, really it was bad upsetting. at the time. But I'm so grateful because I wouldn't be here today like without that experience. And, and it's mad, but it feels like a past life. It feels like... Like, what, how long ago was it? Like, five years ago? That's quite a long time, but yeah. it feels like a past life. I feel so different than that girl. That's, and I'm just like, I just... hate that you don't feel still affected mm, by I really don't, don't think, like, obviously, who knows about subconscious, but I really feel like I... I remember my quote-unquote revenge was, I'm not going to let this remain as baggage. There's no way I'm going to let this ruin future relationships. Well, because that shit can... Yeah. can fuck people up for life if they don't heal that within them and forgive them for themselves and yeah and no absolutely and, and i'm just and then yeah like people are like oh my god i can't believe that's happened to you and i'm like i remember the first time you told me that you'd been engaged before i was like oh my god that's crazy like i don't know i don't even Many relate people, to that yeah. girl it's mad it just shows like we're on this just mad journey of constantly like growing and changing and i guess it's the kind of life you want Absolutely. The one that you can look back and be like, not the unrelatable, but like living so many lives, like living and having many ego deaths or deaths. Do you know what I mean? And you, like, like Phoenix from the Ashes. I know that's a bit like poetic, but do you know what I mean? I feel yeah. like each time I have a moment like that, I'm like, oh fuck, like I rediscover myself and it's like a new version. I definitely think that after a breakup, you do find yourself again because mm. I feel like mate well I you always consider so much about what they want to do how they're feeling if they're mm. having a good day as well as having with your like you take on yeah. their thoughts and emotions and make them part of your own well you've got to look after the emotional well-being of someone else which is given in a relationship you've got to at least think about it not obviously overtake your own yeah but, but you it do. just becomes part of like mm. what you think about all the time yeah and something that you're like constantly aware of yeah, and that then was when the you, hardest thing after I thought yeah, it was, I didn't stop thinking about them but I don't want to <laughs> yeah and you were just kind of like then trying to think I've got all this time just to think on me like I don't I am what am I going to do with all this sort yeah. of like brain power to yeah I found and then like just not speaking to them all the time I think is really mm. hard and like losing like the best friend side of things as well as yeah yeah that was the hardest because I think that any attraction to him physically went as soon as he cheated on me. Mm. It just disappeared. But he was my best friend. And that was the hardest thing to grieve. Because I think we had, like, a very close relationship. We were, like, best friends as well as 
together. I think that was difficult. I mean, our lives were quite intertwined. Yeah, after that long, they must have they, been. Yeah, so... But saying that, like, I, I very much had my own life, my own career, my own friends, my own... It was just moving out and moving yeah. back home, which was difficult, but... Yeah, it's mad, isn't it? Mm. Oh, wow, we went really into that. Are there... If you had one big lesson that you've learned from any of the firsts that we've talked about, would there be any? I mean, I went pretty deep with mine. Yeah, no, I, re- I was really interested because I said well, last time when we meant to engagement to like, hear more about that story. So, yeah. um, what am I I think my... Yeah, mine would probably all a bit silly, but I probably even, like, take away from my first job and stuff. It's just sort of... I don't know, the... the ner- I remember the nerves that I felt doing that job and then just looking back to now mm. and feeling like I could do anything compared to the girl that went to that job and was, like, throwing Chinese in a lap and was mortified. And, <laughs> do you know what I mean? It's just funny growth. to look back now, yeah. But that growth, you did that, like... And it's so nice to actually acknowledge your growth, like, whether it's back to when you're 14 or back... Do you know what I mean? Because yeah. we don't do that enough. We're so busy trying to move forward, like... You're like, OK, you've got, like, that master's in law, like, blah, 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 creating that life in Australia. Like, what would that girl, that 14-year-old girl working at that Chinese job, look at you now and say? She'd be so proud. It's, it's <laughs> mental to think that was, yeah. But even that, I even look back around, I'm like, you're, you're a grafter, so... Yeah. You know There's so many, like, baby versions of you, like, in that, in that story. Yeah. It's like integrated into you and that's why you can't that's why it's hard to regret anything even like the bad experiences even the, not just the curry in the lap but do you know what I mean because it it's it's integration it's like it forms who you are now and that's healing and everything so you can't not be the person you are today without that yeah I've definitely I think yeah your first jobs and doing all them silly things it just make grows your confidence and who you are as a person and dropping rotisserie chickens on the floor <laughs> doing all the stupid stuff i've done i'm like i wouldn't change it the first um um placement when i was working as an intern oh my god shit scared trembling trembling at the computer just like mortified that i was working in an office <laughs> like are these people maniacs? Who let me in here? Yeah. How, are they lying? They're, they're all maniacs. How did they let me in here? It's crazy to think about that growth. And now you can go to an office in your gym kit. And... Yeah, and I'm like, <laughs> I'm so too relaxed. <laughs> what was your biggest takeaway? Just every little moment that happens, whether it's like your job or it's your heartbreak or your first kiss or any first thing or like most powerful thing, it is... At the time, it can feel the biggest thing in the world that you can barely even comprehend. Yeah. And I think it's just appreciating it and staying present in your journey. And, yeah, like we can look back and it's this amazing reflective thing. But it becomes like a blip in our past. Like the way we're like, oh, those little girls that would do X, Y and Z, don't even relate to them as much. But they were so big at the time. And I think just feel things in their entirety in the moment and, like, allow yourself to feel it. Because before you know it, it's just going to be a blip. You know, and, like, one day, it's just going to be just another thing in your past. So, like, get excited about things. Feel it. Like, if you're heartbroken, feel it all. Don't try and just bypass that feeling. Like, I don't know, just really be present in those emotions and allow yourself to feel it just because, yeah, before you know it, 
time will be gone and it's just going to be a blip and you're not going to remember as much as you think you do and the pain of anything will go and so will the joy a little bit but that's okay because you're going to have more joy and more pain <laughs> sorry to say well this got a bit I, deep I, I thought this was going to be silly reflection. And... <laughs> I got the silly batch of them but yeah Aww. I think that's really beautiful I'm glad that you shared with us. yeah we learned more about each other didn't we yeah I, nice I was also convinced it was going to be 15 minutes but <laughs> for listening hope you find something and relatable maybe just and funny. take this on your dates and see <laughs> if you can ask them their first and worst yeah see maybe. if you make more connections with people yeah absolutely take it on i hope you have the best week and yeah just give us a shout